0: The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com, Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor.
1: You can get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation by listening to this radio show every single week. Dr. Franklin Weefold is here. Hello, sir.
2: Let me ask you a question. Yeah, I've been going by Frank my whole life. Yes, Franklin. What do you think of Franklin? I mean, I I was listening to the intro, Dr. Franklin Weefold. Does that sound more authentic? It sounds smarter. Dr. Frank Weefold.
1: I think of a little cartoon character. Yeah, the turtle, the Franklin the turtle. Yeah,
2: you know you, but who I was really named after? No, Franklin Roosevelt yeah yeah uh my my uh mom and dad lived through World War II. and I don't think if you were not born then you realize the massive influence that Roosevelt had on the whole in the whole world yeah he was he elected four times yeah and after they uh after he died the Republicans were furious they didn't like him at all and they made a two-term limit so anyway that's who I was named after so. Listen, if you're listening, tell me if you prefer Frank or Franklin. All right. Do you know what a Franklin is? I've looked this up where the word comes from. Like Roy. Roy is French for king. Roy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is and a Franklin? Then Rufus. Rufus yeah, you know that name Rufus. That was a king in ancient England. Well, a Franklin was a magistrate in Old England. Okay, so. They, You know, it wouldn't be oh. a judge. It'd be something yeah. you go to if you got a speeding ticket. You know, like in, in sure. medieval England, if your horse was going more than six miles an hour, <laughs> you'd have to be hauled in front of the Franklin. <laughs> anyway, this is ridiculous. I don't know why I brought it up. But.
3: No,
1: okay, we're already off topic. Let me swing us <laughs> back to – this is a medical show, by the way. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk yeah. about Pfizer boosters starting today. Yep. Lack Very of, important. Lack Very of important. sleep and AFib. The Wuhan doctors oh, Lord. said they wanted to do this thing, and I'm betting they did it. I, I think I'm so. Just, it's one of those things where yeah. you find a bunch of doctors and they'd say, you know what would be really neat is if we tried to do this, and then a little while later it happens. And,
2: and they claim they were trying to save people by then. Oh, well, then we can create a vaccine.
1: Okay, so what was the thing they wanted to do?
2: They wanted to take these jazzed up. Covid, I mean, yeah, not Covid, uh, coronaviruses that had been humanized, right? And what does that mean? It means that they they would grow them
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then, you know, uh, spin them down and then grow them again, and they'd find the ones that naturally mutated through all these procedures of growth and regrowth, growth and regrowth, so that they could attach to these cells that had of bats and all these things, that had been humanized. That mm-hmm. means they've been, they, their receptors for the spike protein were like human receptors. Right. And then they wanted to put them in bats in these caves. So all this stuff that Fauci has been saying that, well, we didn't uh, uh, fund right. um, you know gain-of-function, and, and their definition of gain-of-function is g- actual gen- DNA manipulation, well, gain of function can be natural mutation, right? Okay. You just keep growing them and pick out the mutants. I mean, okay. So yeah. a tomato. Do you think a tomato really looks like that in the wild? No. Uh, no, no. They have grown them and muta and let the let natural um, processes mutate them. So there's no difference between direct genetic mutation and letting nature mutate right. and picking out the mutants. Anyway, so you know, it's just clear. where this came from
1: the theory is they sat down and for some specific reason i'm not even going to go sure why i'm just going to say the doctors decided that they wanted to make it more dangerous for humans
2: so that they could be heroes in the future and come up with a vaccine in, in case quote unquote one developed in nature you know a COVID 19 naturally developed yeah well it is so clear That it came from the lab and it came from what the lab was doing, Mm -hmm. but they had no idea how how um, uh, dangerous and violent the COVID-19 would become. And you know, why didn't they develop a vaccine before they did all this? You know, after they did all this stuff.
1: Yeah, there is that.
2: Yeah, they're not heroes; they're goats. Oh and God. I don't mean greatest of all time. No, you know, a the, goat used to mean a bad thing. Yeah, did you know? Goat now is the greatest of all time. I know it,
1: but I'm these guys were. Yeah, I don't know. It, it if it doesn't pass the casual, you know that explanation mm-hmm. where you say,
2: "Oh, but hey, here's Jimmy, the thing.
1: you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to yeah, make this thing real bad."
2: I was a scientist at one time. Okay, yeah. Published all this genetic scientific research, and you want to know something? Yeah. We don't think we can be wrong. Hmm. We think, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and this is not dangerous, because I'm gonna do it. Right. And you just, it's a a feeling of, um, you know, that you can't be defeated in what you do. You have to have that concept in order to say, I'm gonna do this experiment and create new knowledge. And you don't think that this new knowledge in a bat lab that where right. you're humanizing a bat virus that it can escape because we have all these safety precautions. Yeah, right. Yes,
1: and, and here's the conversation. They've even been fine before here's for the com-
2: lack of safety.
1: The conversation in the lab is two guys speaking Mandarin to each other saying, you know, the great thing is we have such great controls over this. Yeah, right. It'll never get out. And the other guy says, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Or or or, uh, am I wrong? Or is that freezer open? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And all right, all go right.
1: Go ahead.
2: All right, stop me. Stop. There me. are a
1: couple of other stories that I'm not sure that I'm hoping we ever get to. Okay. There's one about a space age toilet.
2: Yeah, I don't know about this one. The spy toilet.
1: And the other one, two women charged in the death of a patient who got an illicit butt implant.
2: Yeah, I tell you. If you're going to get plastic surgery, do not go to some lady who claims she can do it. It's craziness. And it's happening all the time. Is it really? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There are Botox parties where a woman says, I can do it. Yeah. And they all sit around and inject each other. Yeah. It's just nutso.
1: I'll tell you what. I like saving a buck. But I'm gonna if I'm gonna get butt implants, I'm paying full price.
2: Absolutely, full price.
1: That's yeah, I, coming.
2: Minute, I, let me take a look.
1: Yeah. No. 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 You no, don't I need
2: them. You don't need them. <laughs> I don't need the implants. <laughs> you, you don't need the implants. I need the reduction You're right surgery. Yeah, that's what's about to say.
1: Telephone number is nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. So let's, the,
2: let's talk about the boosters now.
1: Yeah, Pfizer only.
2: Yeah, it's really crazy. Um, on the one hand we're hearing that Moderna might be better, in fact, is better than Pfizer.
1: Right.
2: Um, Pfizer, let me explain why they say this. You
1: mean for the basic vaccine? Yeah, yeah.
2: So Pfizer deliberately reduced the amount of mRNA in their dose. It's a lower dose than Moderna. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we just wanted to have fewer side effects. Well, it turns out maybe, just maybe, it's about maybe 2% less effective at generating antibodies. They don't really have the data that okay. show it's, that Moderna is more effective at preventing disease. Well, but they haven't approved Moderna yet, like they've approved Pfizer. So Moderna still has only the emergency use. Pfizer was approved for um, formal approval. So it's now a generally recognized thing that is beyond emergency use. Well, then uh, Biden gets on and says, we're going to give boosters to everybody. And everybody needs a booster. This is how we're going to, you know, before it was yeah. get two, vo- two shots of, of either Moderna or Pfizer, or one shot of J&J, and you get rid of your mask. Well, now it's, no, everybody got to wear a mask. No, everybody am got to wear two masks. And then it was, we're going to use boosters and we're going to get rid of this pandemic. And mm-hmm. then the CDC comes up and the CDC, no, not the CDC, excuse me, the FDA advisory, FDA, food and drug, Administration versus Center for Disease Control. So the FDA has to approve every medicine, everything, every jab, except for vitamins. They don't have to approve vitamins and herbs. Anyway, so they go ahead, and now the FDA advisory committee says, no, no, Biden's wrong. We're going to go only with 65 and over to get the third shot, and we're only going to do those who have high risk. Instead of getting it for everybody. Now, and then they say, and the business question, my sister even asked me this, she got Pfizer and she wanted to know if she had to have a Pfizer third booster or Mm -hmm. could she get Moderna. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you have to have a Pfizer third booster because they don't have a Moderna third booster yet. So the FDA, if you're listening, yeah, okay, approve Moderna, please, official, and then approve Moderna boosters because right now they say we don't recommend. If you've had Moderna, to get a Pfizer booster, now they don't recommend it. Does that mean that they can prevent it? I don't think so. No,
3: yeah, I want to line so up it may, for everything. Well,
2: it may be. You know, listen, Harris Teeter, my favorite, you know, um, place to go buy groceries. Yeah. They have a, um, they have uh, pharmacies, and now they are giving out their boosters. They're giving out their originals, but they're Pfizer. Now I got Moderna. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, if you've had Moderna, can you get a Pfizer booster? It depends on whether I think that the pharmacy will give it to you. Now, should you wait? I don't know. I think that we should ask the FDA, how long is it going to be before you approve the Moderna and approve the booster? So call your local FDA um, uh, commissioner. Yeah. You know, I used to know the FDA commissioner. Rob Califf, he was one of the guys I worked with at Duke. He became the FDA commissioner at the end of the Obama administration. Uh And now he's out in California somewhere making millions. But anyway, the FDA, I think, is too cautious in this situation. They're just too cautious. We have all the data we need to know that it's safe.
1: Okay. Annie is on the uh, the line. Hi, Annie. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from
4: Raleigh, North Carolina. there. what's
1: going on, Annie?
4: I have two questions. One is, what's the difference, what's the component or the ingredients different in the booster than the original shot?
2: It's not. So if you got Pfizer original two shots, the, the third Pfizer is the same. Now, let me tell you why I recommend the shots, the mm-hmm. beginning shots, um, mm-hmm. and I recommend the booster. The booster is going to make your immune system that much more uh, effective against covid the regular covid but apparently also against the delta which is what we're seeing now all we're seeing now is pure delta mm-hmm. okay so it will increase your antibody levels but apparently it also increases your t cell um activity against covid now if you're out there listening and if you're anti uh, vaccine I'm going to tell you I'm not one of these people who's going to yell at you and give you a hard time I don't blame you. I mean, all this stuff not, we've heard. No, no, that. no. I'm just saying for other people, other people mm-hmm. out there listening, not you. Other people out there listening, get the vaccine. The chance you're going to have a bad outcome is 0.005%, less than being struck by lightning. Get your medical advice from an educated physician. Now, I'm done with that. What else did you want to say, Yeah. The other thing is I'm
4: on Synthroid, uh, the mm-hmm. brand name. And uh, it keeps going up, up,
2: up. What, your thyroid problem? Yes. Okay, I, so you're on Synthroid, and when you get your test, your thyroid is still not right. Is that what you're saying?
4: Well, let me let me start over. Yeah, sure. I had a pituitary adenoma. Okay. I had that removed uh-huh. years ago, and uh-huh. now we think it's back. Oh, no. Uh, I'm not having any uh, visual problems or anything like that. Yeah. But the reason I'm calling is I'm thinking of going to the generic brand. Uh huh. And because, like I said, my Synthroid is going up to $40. Oh, price wise, it's
2: going up. All right, let me tell you what I think. Um, thyroid medications that are um, called levothyroxine, that is the generic name of Synthroid. Synthroid is the brand name. And it keeps getting more expensive. And it's just going up and up and up and up. So what is happening now, there are probably 70 companies that make generic thyroid medications. And it's called Levothyroxine. Now, this is something people don't know. Generic medications are great because they're cheaper. I mean, you know, you can get it for a buck, two bucks. They're made in China mostly. They're made in Israel. They're made in India. And they're shipped to the United States. FDA requires it only to be 70% as potent and equal to Synthroid. Mm -hmm. So you can get one month, one brand, or one manufacturer of levothyroxine, and it's only 70%. Then you get another manufacturer because the pharmacy gets a better deal. Yeah. So then they switch it again. Yeah. And then it's as potent. So what happens? It's, It's a roller coaster up and down. And if you happen to get a bad generic, and I mean that 70% generic instead of 100% generic in, in efficacy, then your thyroid's going to be whacked out. So here's what I would recommend. If you're going to switch to a generic Synthroid, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But switch to the same company. Don't let your pharmacy go from manufacturer A to manufacturer B and then manufacturer C every month. Now, what'll happen? What you got to do when you switch, so you say you're on 50 micrograms of Synthroid, and you're going to switch to 50 micrograms of Levothyroxine made by, you know, a Chinese company. That's fine. You'll have to adjust it. So 50 micrograms of the generic might be 75 yep. of um, my right. phones ringing. Um, might be 75 That's or a pharmaceutical 25. rep yeah, on your phone. Mad. Yeah, all uh, Might be 75. <laughs> so you have to get it adjusted. And what they'll have to do is and it takes six weeks yeah. to level yeah. out. So I think what I tell my patients, yeah, if you can't afford the generic, I mean, the brand name uh, Synthroid and you want to switch, talk to your pharmacist first. Because you say, are you going to give me one manufacturer or are you going to skip around? And if they can't guarantee you are going to get one manufacturer, call another pharmacy. Right. Because if it's generic, it'll be the same price, mostly. And then say to that pharmacy, I'm going to switch for monetary reasons, and I'm fine with it as long as you can guarantee I'll have one manufacturer month to month. Now, the other thing to do is get a three-month supply. Yeah. That way you've got at least three months of the same manufacturer. And then shop around. I mean, you can. It'll say on the bottle who manufactures your medicine. It'll say it. It will. Yes. Okay. Yes. So again, it, it, medicines are getting expensive, uh, and even the ones that are generic, right, have a generic equivalent, yeah, are getting expensive. And uh, you know why Synthroid's getting expensive? No. Because they know this is a problem. Oh uh, yeah. And they know that their manufacturing capabilities are excellent because I don't remember who makes synthroid. It might be Pfizer. It might be somebody else. But they make it and it's the same. Okay. And so people now are
1: going. Annie, thank you very much for calling. I hope we helped. This is Heart Health Radio. This is Heart Health Radio. Or shaming whom? Oh, I'm not going to name
2: the sheriff, but it's the sheriff, and it's down south. And a a young woman, 16 years old, went on a school trip, and she got sick, and she had classic COVID symptoms, but Mm -hmm. her test was negative, and she felt it was a false negative. So she got on the social network, and I don't remember which one it was, might have been Facebook, and started posting her symptoms and saying she got it while she was on the trip. Yeah. The sheriff threatened to arrest her if she didn't take down her post saying, you're scaring people. And the school said, no, we've had no COVIDs. Her test was negative. Right. Well, thank gosh. The judge said, you're violating her First Amendment rights. She has the right to post. And you can't arrest her. I mean, it, it, this is America. Right. Just like you can decide not to get the vaccine, you can decide to free speech post what is happening to you. Yeah, It's nuts. And that sheriff is shameful.
1: You're when you hear the word misinformation, right. sadly, that means that you disagree with some authority.
2: Right. So, remember, right? if you said the Wuhan lab a year ago was the yep, source, right, 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 right. they banned you from Facebook. Yeah. And now, oh, well, the Wuhan lab may have done it. And they don't apologize. They named you, mi- labeled you misinformation, took yep. away your rights, Yep. and makes me mad.
1: Jackson in Raleigh. Welcome to the program. How you doing? You still there?
5: Yeah, did you call Jackson?
1: Yes, yes I did. Yeah, what's going on?
5: Well, I have an eye, eye problem question.
1: Eye problem, yes.
5: I, it was, my eyesight was kind of getting bad. I went to the doctor, and she ran some tests on me. She said I had, I had high blood pressure. And it was causing my eyesight to go bad. Yeah. Each day, it's getting worse. Yeah. Is, it, is there? Is that permanent or is that a, a cure for it?
2: Well, it, it, it can get a little better. What happens when you have high blood pressure is you can get two problems in the eye. You can bleed into the retina, and you can actually bleed into the clear liquid in the eyeball. Yeah. So the eyeball has a lens in the front, clear liquid. I can't remember what it's called, coroid or something like that. Medical school was a long time ago. Yeah, and then you I have understand. the retina and the nerves. Sure. And the retina has blood vessels in it. So like any other blood vessels, they can be damaged by high blood pressure. Yeah. They can get cholesterol buildup and they can actually cause a eye attack where you kill off some of your retina. Right. And so that can be permanent damage. But if you've had a little bleed, they can actually take the blood out. Really? Yeah. So it all depends on what kind of damage you had. So you have to ask them, did I have a stroke in my eye? And that actually is a real thing. Instead of the brain being damaged, the retina, which is the rods and cones, you yeah. know, the light hits it, it creates, electrical signals, goes to your brain, and your brain interprets them and makes the image in your brain. So the answer is it can be permanent, but there are other types of hypertension damage to the eyes that can be fixed.
1: Jackson, I got a question. Uh, do, are you diabetic? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let me just tell you, I'm diabetic. I am going through this exact thing right now.
2: What's wrong with your vision?
1: Um, it, the right eye is foggy. That's a cataract, isn't it? No, it's not. It's it, this is bleeding oh, on the lens.
2: You Yet, got yeah.
1: Yesterday. They put something in my eye. I'm having a procedure done. A laser? October
2: 18th. Yeah, they're going to laser it? Yeah. They
1: are going to laser yeah, it. But they're, they're going to try and
2: get rid of some more. of the junk.
1: Yeah. They're gonna Why sh- don't
2: you just get an artificial eye?
1: Yeah, that would be a great thing. Yeah. Jackson, we'll, <laughs> you, you and I can commiserate, but the truth is you got to stay next to your, your retina specialist. Yeah. And get it and get it done quick. Yeah, uh-huh. And you that, understand? there are some
2: things they can fix. Diabetic retinopathy. Right. Little you have cotton wool patches, is that what they call it? Yeah, mm-hmm. they, it looks like cotton wool. I don't know why cotton and Yeah, wool.
1: it looks like I'm looking through a
2: yeah. a fogged up No, but I'm saying when the, when the ophthalmologist looks in your eye. Oh, yeah. It looks like little cotton spots. Yeah. And they can zap those.
1: Listen, we got we got to run. Coming up, we've got uh, NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org, Rose Hoban.
0: Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weevold. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. As we do every week, we welcome Nor- from Did North... from you hear
1: that? From, yes, I heard it.
2: I just smacked my lips. North I'm so Carolina excited.
1: Health Rose Hoban. Rose, welcome to the show. How you doing? All right, gentlemen, how are you? Good. Listen, you've got a, a very interesting article up uh, about your North Carolina, gosh, what is it called? Your uh, monthly um, half hour program. Oh, the Healthcare Half Hour? Healthcare Half Hour. Uh-uh. Appeals and secret deals delay fine payments for assisted living centers. Why would somebody s- a fine an assistant living center? What what could they have done wrong, first of oh. all, to earn a fine?
6: Oh, oh, oh yeah. well, I mean, the fines, the fines range from all over the map, right? Like some of it might be, you know, like a, a, a $500 fine because their hot water heater was broken. And if, if the hot water heater is too, set too high, people could scald themselves. Like that's a small thing, right? Yeah. But it's things like, neglecting to give medication or um not treating somebody who's in bed and maybe um you know is developing a bed sore or um i'm trying to remember um yeah that's fine but
1: but they're not actually rose they're not actually having to pay the fine
6: yes so it turns so there's two different types of um uh, facilities that people need to think about there's skilled nursing facilities, which are nursing homes. And then a lot of people just kind of go like, oh, an old folks home. So these are the, mm-hmm. these are like, they're called adult care homes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're family care, which only have six people in them. Those are, there. there's no nursing skill. I'm making a quote marks in the air
0: right. that,
6: um, but they're there for more custodial care. Sure. Right? And, um, you know, they're supposed to watch out for folks. And since those are um, the nursing homes, the skilled nursing facilities, those are overseen by the federal government. So if there's uh, by Medicare and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. So if there's a problem there, the feds have, they work with the state, someone from the county comes in and they're required by federal law to do a review. But when it comes to these adult care homes, There's not as much regulation. And then, you know, something that's really interesting is that as per our state constitution, when you have a fine that gets paid, that fine goes into the state education fund, which I had no idea before um, our reporter, Tommy Goldsmith, and our wonderful intern this summer, Mona Dugani, wrote this story. And um, I had no idea that these fines then go into like the state educational fund. So there's not like, there's not a loop. There's not sort of like that people in this system kind of go, well, if we got these fines, we could apply them to maybe educating the aides that work in these centers better.
4: Right. Um,
6: so there's, so there's that. And then the organizations that run these um, facilities, they're able to, Go into these independent dispute resolution committees, which take place behind closed door doors. They're allowed to have an attorney there, um, and it turns out that you know the the, the 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 attorney general's office is really kind of their budget has been cut over the past few years, and so they don't have a lot of attorneys to do some of this uh, to you know to sort of fight these fines. So what ends up happening is there's a lot of settling. Um, they, you know, they'll settle
2: rather than going up against one of the facilities. Um, but, but, but Rose, know, isn't in a is, court case? Isn't that the American way that you get a chance to say that you disagree? I mean, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, suppose. I mean, let me tell you, the met, certain agencies have come after me, and part of that is because of you know politics, and I won. I mean, I had to hire a lawyer, and yeah. we went to meetings, and. We went to more meetings and it cost me, you know, $50,000, but I won. They were wrong. Mm -hmm. So don't these daycare centers, adult daycare centers and group homes have a right to defend themselves?
6: Absolutely. Absolutely. But what ends up happening is that these centers, like they, they end up not really end up having to pay at all. They can, they can kind of. Lawyer it until they until it all goes away. Well, um, and I hate to
2: say it, Rose.
6: For poor behavior,
2: that happens everywhere. I mean, well, that's true. Uh, it happens everywhere. I mean, you know, the the I, I hate. I don't know. The American way is defend yourself, make a deal, hire a good lawyer. And get out of it. <laughs> okay. I, I don't see anything wrong with that, quite frankly. Well, now, now, if they've so, killed so, somebody, that's so, a whole a different, different thing. They need to get shut down. But these – Well, and that's yeah. the thing
6: is that these, they, they, a lot of places avoid getting shut down. And I will say that the industry has pushed back against the, uh, the star rating system that the state has developed. Mm-hmm. But really, like – so say you want to put, you know, your loved one in a facility like this. That you you never find out whether they've had problems,
3: mm-hmm.
6: and the star rating system is the only way you know that. Hmm. Oh, this this place that looks, you know they yeah. say they do all this great stuff, but they've only got one star, and that's the only indication. Who, who that gives have. the
2: stars, or who who the, who who decides whether you get one or two?
6: Firestone. The,
1: no, not Firestone. This one, Sorry,
2: No, that was... no seriously. One, who gives uh, the stars? No, it, and the only reason why I'm it, saying this. It, it's a, Yeah, because I had five stars. Yeah, I had five stars for a long time. And then my ex-partner got on 100 people to give me a zero star. And so I went down to 4.8. And so, I, you know, is is the stars given by a, a disgruntled employee or is the stars given by a real regulatory agency? That's what I want
6: to no, know. No, they're given by the Department of Health and Human Services. Okay,
2: that's what the I State wanted Department to know. The Department of Health and yeah. Human Services. Yeah.
6: It's the, it's the Division of Health Services Regulation. Like, they're the ones who, they review everything. They review the records. And um, and that really is the only re- that is the only sort of public reflection yeah. that we have.
2: And they want to get rid of might that. Might
6: have been a problem.
2: They want to get rid of that.
6: And, the, and the, the industry would very much like to get yeah. rid
2: of that. Well, yeah. you know, call your lobbyists right now and tell them not to get rid of it. <laughs> I, I I see what you're saying and the outrage that you know they're getting away with things. Yeah. But in my mind, the fines are secondary to if there's a problem yeah. you know they need to be straightened out and right. uh-huh. it's just like anything else in you know the hospitals yeah. i really don't care if they pay the fine but if they've got you know uh, effluent overflowing from the toilets then the government needs to go in and fix them you know so the star ratings matter okay they really the star do star
6: ratings definitely matter
2: if if it's really done right if it's not one of these Google star ratings where somebody can ruin your life, Yelp, for example, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, uh, you go to a restaurant and you, you got a one star rating by Yelp because some guy decided to get a hundred of his friends to ruin this restaurant. Mm-hmm. But if it's a real government, you know, uh, agency, agency, right, mm-hmm. yeah, they should mm-hmm. do that, With they should definitely staffed do that
6: by professionals, mm-hmm. staffed by professionals who sort of spend their lives, you know, the guy who's. Started or who was the first executive director of this organization called Friends of Residents of the Healthcare mm-hmm, Home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he used to work for the Division of Health Services Regulation. So when he retired, he jumped into helping to regulate these places better because yeah, he knew right. that the way that the system was skewed against kind of the public having a better sense of it. Yeah, and who's so going to regulate
2: the regulators, right?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Well, they 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 push back. They're the they're the public advocates.
1: Right. They're the All ones right.
6: who you know want to advocate for grandma. Yeah. Right.
1: So. Rose, I want everybody to go to NorthCarolinaHealthNews dot org. There's another interesting article about the rural COVID death rate being much higher than oh, yeah. the urban one.
2: And and you know. ours is higher than Florida's. I just looked it up. We're one percent through this the the Delta. Fatality rate. Yeah. You know what Florida's Mm. is? 0.4.
6: Well, I mean, overall, I think, um, actually, when it comes to deaths per per thousand, Mm -hmm. over the course of the entire pandemic, we're at about, um, I'm sorry, we're cases per thousand. We're at 130 cases per thousand. Florida Mm -hmm. is at 166 cases per thousand.
3: Right. When we look at
6: deaths, Over the course of the pandemic, we are at 152 deaths per 100,000. Florida is at 247. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: But what I'm talking about is the last uh, delta, the delta wave. And if you look at the latest stuff, which is two weeks ago, so the deaths now versus the total number of cases two to three weeks ago, they're at 0.4%. And so what I'm saying is I think, and I've had personal experience, I think that the Regeneron push that they Ah. had there worked. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think that we made a mistake in not following uh, what – and I'm going to use this word, and it gets everybody upset. DeSantis – I can't use the word DeSantis with my kids (laughs) because they just freak out. But DeSantis was right in getting these Regeneron centers. Now, he may have been wrong in the prevention business. I'm just talking about one aspect, okay, okay. is that I have seen it. We're going to talk later on about my personal experience in the last two months with getting people to Regeneron right away. So I think we've got a problem.
6: Yeah, yeah. so there's there's really good data right now on how Regeneron, uh, you know, I was just reading, I guess you get the medical letter, and, um, not really oh <laughs> yeah
2: no so i I read a, yeah, I read the scientific probably. journals, and it works yeah. i mean i I'm not gonna argue this about it a, because it works.
6: this yeah. is a publication that uh, this is a publication that is I, yeah, I know based what it on is. science, yeah, and they talk about that um it does very well, um the regeneron does very well, uh, let me see it's like within thirty six hours yeah. um, people it works, have, um yeah. yeah. It
2: works. And I think that's why Florida is beating us right now. I'm not saying they beat us through the whole thing. but Right now they're beating us.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. org. Rose Hoban, thank you. All right.
2: Love you. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Well, we'll hear Take from care. you next Take week.
3: Take
1: care. Bye-bye. Shorty in Selma. Hey, welcome to the show. How you doing, Shorty? Hey, I'm good. Good. What's going on? I got 10 stars. 10 stars.
7: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: I,
2: I give you 20. I mean, Shorty. Oh, let me tell you, Shorty is a walking textbook of medicine. Yes. She's surviving everything. Good for you. Yes.
1: Good for you. You're about
2: <laughs> to get something special, aren't you, Shorty?
7: I got it yesterday.
2: Oh, you already started. Immunotherapy. Do you know the name of your medicine? I was
7: awake guy. I got my uh, COVID yesterday.
2: Oh, okay. But what about your, it. when are you getting your immunotherapy for your lung cancer?
7: Um sick.
2: Okay, are you getting Keytruda? Is that what you're getting? you remember the name of the medicine that Dr. Anderson's going to give you?
7: Uh, yes, hold on. I
2: have to spell it. She's got her papers right there. Shorty has everything you could possibly imagine from the heart point of view, mm-hmm. from AFib to coronary disease, and then she survived breast cancer, and then she, I was feeling her neck, mm-hmm. and there was a lump, and it turned out to be a cancer from her lung, really. It was up in her neck, too. So she had uh, chemotherapy, and now she's getting immunotherapy, which is what we call a checkpoint inhibitor. What's the name of your med?
7: It's D U R V is in Victor, A is an Apple, L U M A B.
2: Yeah, it's a checkpoint inhibitor. So what it's doing is it's making her immune system uh, not be turned off by the tumor. So the tumors are smart. They mm-hmm. know that they're recognized as a foreign agent, okay. So 007 comes in, yeah. your immune system and kills it. Well, they have things called checkpoint inhibitors. The tumors have no, and they put up a little uh, flag that inhibits your own immune system. So what these medicines are are de-inhibiting the inhibitor. So yeah. you have a, a cancer that has a, a flag that says "Don't tread on me," immune system. Right, and the Medicine that Shorty's going to get comes in and cuts off that flag, and they, her own immune system can kill it. It works, you know, a, a good percentage of the time, and I think I've um, got my fingers crossed and I'm praying for Shorty. Very yes, good.
7: Thank you. Thank you. Love <laughs> you. She's got another name. The trade name is I M F I N Z I. I'm a FINZI.
1: I'm a FINZI? I'm fancy. You know, Shorty, I get the same thing with my medicine. <laughs> I am guaranteeing you that that is not the way they pronounce it, right? I just don't – Who you know, I talked to a drug uh, executive one yeah. day. You know how much
2: they pay for those names? I have no idea. There's a com- There are companies that they pay to come up with these wacko names. Yeah. They pay $10 million for the name. Where do they come up with it?
1: I, I don't know.
2: I mean, there were some good ones. Lipitor, okay? Sure. That's a Twarvisda. That's a great name.
1: There's no way I'm a Fenzy. Is a medicine?
2: Yeah, I'm a Fenzy. And then, <laughs> and then you know, E. Okay, I give him like, medicine.
1: Sounds like something you got to sit your right. parents down and tell them. E. Darby. You know. Yeah. Mom, Dad. Yeah. I'm just telling you.
2: But I think that the next medicine that I'm going to suggest is Whack a Mole. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) I mean, you got a problem? It's a mole, you know, in your in your health system. Whack a mole. -mole. That's my next. I'm going to sell that name for ten million dollars.
3: Sounds good. Go ahead. Whack a mole,
1: Shorty.
2: We love you. We're praying for you.
1: We're praying for you. Okay, we'll see you in a month. Yep. All right. We'll see you. I have a question. Yeah. Good. Hold on, just one second. What's your question?
7: Oh. Yesterday, Mitch said I needed the flu shot, too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay,
7: that, yeah, get I your
2: booster, get your flu shot. Absolutely.
7: Between uh, my in uh, on the 6th and back to the, uh, COVID on the 22nd uh,
1: of
2: October. Fantastic. Yeah. It sounds like a plan. Oh, she had COVID. Did you know that? Yes, she did. Yeah. She had long COVID. Yeah.
1: Shorty, thank you.
2: Love you. Again. All
1: right. Take care. Telephone number here at the uh, Heart Health Studios, 919 860 9783. Always call between noon and two on a Saturday on Heart Health Radio. Well,
7: you know you make me want to kick my heels
1: up. We are international. Yeah. It's amazing. Heart Health Radio. Every continent.
2: Yeah? Well, I mean, not everyone, but we got some continents going here.
1: We, we're we a little thin on uh, maybe Asia. Yeah. All right. Yeah? We've got, um, we've had on the program Rebecca Mason. Yeah, she's who's from
2: Australia.
1: Steiner Bragason.
2: Yeah, he's a pilot from Iceland, and he he's, these are all the international people emailing me and saying they listen to us.
1: And the latest to email you, Vivian Blanchet.
2: Blanche Vivienne Blanchet from Gay Paris. Really? Yeah, she's from Paris and she wrote us and sent us some things. Um, I used to speak fluent French. Yeah. Uh, but my hearing went bad, and the, they're very nasal. Ooh la la! High pitch, really? and I can't understand it anymore. Okay. So it's sad, and so my French has gone down. But we, we also have. A listener. And, you know, I've been talking about the Wuhan Virus Lab. We actually have a listener. She doesn't listen every week, but she listens when I tell her to listen.
3: Yeah.
2: She's from Wuhan.
1: From Wuhan. Yeah.
2: Her name is Emily Weefold. <laughs> we adopted <laughs> oh, her. a kid. Yeah, yeah. We adopted her from China in 2004. Yeah. And went to Wuhan. I didn't go to the Wuhan Viral Lab. You know why? It wasn't built then. But Wuhan is a very um, interesting gonna, city. It's you're going tell me River. it was closed that yeah, day. No, it was closed that day. Closed for cleaning. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we I have we have listeners from Wuhan and France. That's great. She doesn't live in Wuhan now. She lives in Clayton. So,
1: Well, that's almost yeah. local.
2: Yeah. And I'm going to shout out her high school, Cardinal Gibbons. Yeah. Yeah, she loves it.
1: All right. So are we going to talk about the space age toilet?
2: Yeah, we'll talk about it. Now, you know they have retinal scans, right? Yeah. And they can tell who you are. Sure. On the basis of your retinal scan. Sure, yeah. Because it's unique. Your fingerprint. Sure. Is unique. Well, now this company wants to develop a (laughs) camera linked to the internet. And you know where they're going to put the camera? Oh, man. They're going to put it in your toilet. Yes. So that when you sit down, they're going to do an anal scan. And apparently, (laughs) that's like a fingerprint. And not only that, they claim on the basis of the ch- subtle changes in the little creases and stuff like that, if no. they can predict your health problems. Now, no. I think this is the craziest. I've heard of some crazy things. Yes. But can you imagine sitting on your turlet, as Archie Bunker used to say, and knowing that there's a camera in there and somebody is looking at your anus? I don't think I would like that. I Listen, if they offer it, I ain't doing it.
1: And this is a medical thing? These yeah. are responsible medical These people? These
2: are responsible. I think they're from Harvard. This, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't okay, know where they're one from. Thing,
1: one thing I got to wonder. What kind of weird Internet searches do you do that you now, accidentally this, came upon this, this? this? popped up
2: on my newsfeed. And I swear, it was just, it freaked me out. Okay. You wouldn't, the stuff that pops up on the newsfeed that I don't tell you. Okay. Okay, it's worse. All right. So they're coming up with it's different kinds of vaccines. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I, let me tell you about them. First is the patch. Now, everybody hates a jab. That's what the English call it, right? Yeah. You got your jab today. And am I, am I allowed to do an English accent? I know you tell damn, me I can't do my accents, but English I should be yet. able to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, the North, University of North Carolina in Stanford. It looks like a computer chip. It's that small. Hmm. It has little teeny weeny um, spikes coming out What do out you do it? with it? And you just slap it on your, your arm. Yeah. And you can't feel it because it's so teeny weeny. And you leave it on there for like several hours, and the vaccine seeps through the little spikes and goes into your skin. Now, believe it or not, they're going to have an oral vaccine, okay? And what this is, very in, very interesting, but it's not against the spike protein. It's against what they call the N protein, the neuraminidase. And they have developed this. They're in stage two trials. You swallow it, and it targets the immune system in your gut, which apparently really is important because think about it. you got mm-hmm. all those foreign bacteria in your gut, so yeah. your immune system in your gut is the first line of defense. And it's targeted not only to make antibodies. Remember I told you about T-cells, those yes. white blood cells that are natural-born killer cells. Right. It activates them. So you may not need a shot. You may just take a pill and then get immunity. And they're also studying it for flu, yeah. influenza, and all sorts of other things. The other thing that I'm really, really uh, excited about is the Novavax. And the Novavax is a protein. It's the spike protein. And it's given as a jab. But apparently, this thing really jazzes up your immune system. And it's about as effective as preventing the uh, classic COVID. But it may be a little more effective as a booster. Yeah. So you get your you know mRNA Moderna jabs, and then you get your Novavax. And they think that may be really effective. Not been proven yet, but I'm excited about it.
1: There might be some benefit to different teams working on different strategies. Yeah. Because you're talking about the mRNA. That's who? That's Pfizer?
2: Pfizer and Moderna.
1: Right. And yep. then there's Johnson & Johnson that's slightly different.
2: Yeah, that's a uh, that's a virus, actual virus, okay. that has been mutated to not— cause the original infection that it did. It's an adenovirus. I believe it's from chimps. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's an adenovirus that causes colds in chimps and they modify it and they make it make this virus makes the COVID-19 spike protein. So that's one method. AstraZeneca was the same type of method. We haven't heard about AstraZeneca anymore. No. It caused a lot of clots. Not
1: Oh yes. Yeah. Slightly
2: Some. more clots, but everybody That with was the clot not thing, the stock you know, to off. buy. Right. Right. And so uh, I want to give Sean Tucker, who's the chief scientific officer of the company VaxArt, they're the one developing the vaccine pill. Right. and It's a brilliant idea. And uh, the first few studies have shown efficacy. Now they're going to do phase three and phase four, which means they're going to randomize it and give a bunch of people the placebo and a bunch of people the vaccine.
1: All right. Dispel, we'll what happens. dispel this rumor for me because a lot of yeah. people are saying... Well, you know, they only had X number of months to check these things, yeah. right? And we well, should uh, not trust. Okay,
2: what's the truth? Yes, that's true. Um, my own daughter Emily said, well, "You know, what if in six years the people who got the vaccine grow another head?" Now, it, 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 just think about it. The reason why it took so long for other vaccines is yeah. because of the FDA being a turtle project. What was it called? Project uh, Warp Speed. Yeah, they forced them to To, stay a couple extra hours at night and churn the data. But it is true. It's only been a year. Yeah, Is it possible? Yes. But probable? No. This is Heart Health Radio.
0: Heart Health Radio is for information purposes only. Before taking any action, consult your doctor. The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. <laughs> Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, oh. radio is meant for information purposes only before taking any action talk to your doctor
1: get better stay healthy and spot medical misinformation by listening to heart health radio of course we're on Apple podcasts or hearthealthradio.com if you missed any part of the show uh, and I hope you, you listen on the podcast and and sign up for it it's slightly longer than the broadcast of the affiliate shows. In other words, mm-hmm. we're on other stations. The other stations mm-hmm. only get some of the show. Right. We're getting the full thing here the whole on WPTF. Kit and Caboodle. Flu shots and the heart attack.
2: Yeah, it's very, very fascinating.
1: Finnish um, finish preschools are responding to Weefold's advice. Well not yeah advice. Yeah. Uh the Weefold theory. And stroke and the loop. That's coming up. Also your phone calls. Yes. 919-860-9783. Where are we starting?
2: Uh let's let's talk about the fins. Yeah. Yeah. So um I have made a point that if you are exposed to all sorts of germs, you know, bacteria and viruses, you will build a better immune system. Okay. So when I first started, um one of the uh people who has a show on WPTF thought I was nuts because I I had a health minute you know I, I sure. do these things every week and I the topic of the health minute was let your kids play in the dirt <laughs> and everybody <laughs> said what no I don't want my kid to be dirty I don't want to have to you know scrub his boots and all that
1: stuff I hate bathing the children
2: yes right. well now the fins, have made it a point that daycare centers have to that take those little kitties and traipse them through the woods. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. And the whole reason is it's been shown to improve their m- immune systems. And so the daycare centers that have their kids play outside in a natural um, setting, you mm. know, not on a playground, but they also go into the woods, they go into these fields, they have less absenteeism from illnesses later on in their yeah. school yeah. Um, uh, history. So I think it's fantastic that we theory is spreading to Finland.
1: It's because they're playing in the dirt and they're going out among yeah. the fresh, nature.
2: Well, you could say it's fresh air. Fresh air. <clears throat> but okay. I think it's exposure to germs and building up a strong immune system. Okay? So – I tell you it it warms my heart that that other people are finally recognizing how important it is. I mean if you look at farm kids, right, you know, they're playing in manure by the time they're, you know, 6 months old. They have very strong healthy immune system. Mm-hmm. They did not get polio first, you know, for the most part. Right. Because there is a similar virus in farm dirt and huh. they got exposed to it and they are um, uh, immune, they were immune to polio. And, and let me tell you, have you ever called your doctor and hear that your doctor is out sick? No. I don't know very many doctors who get the common cold. And why is that? Because we get exposed to all these germs when they come in, you know? And yeah. I think it's it's another example of building immunity, super immunity.
1: I assumed it had to do with the fact that they're all working for themselves. <laughs> And taking a day off means you don't earn the money. Actually, it doesn't count anymore. No? Nope,
2: nope. If you work for a hospital, you're on salary with incentive bonus. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: so you miss a day, you know, here and there. You take a vacation. Now, if I take a vacation,
0: uh, I don't
2: have paid time off. Because I have. I'm for for myself. Right. So i got to salt away the money for a rainy vacation.
1: (laughs) Sometimes my wife will say, you know here it is Saturday morning. Uh you want to take a day off? I'm like, are you kidding? Can you
2: imagine work? me doing this show by no, myself? No.
1: I can't. Not Ooh, for a I? minute.
2: No. I couldn't do it.
1: <laughs> All right. Colleen in Raleigh. Welcome to Heart Health Radio. How you doing, Colleen? Hi Colleen. What's going on?
2: Uh I'd be lazy. Hi there. Hi,
1: hey, can you hear me?
4: Yeah, go I ahead can just hear
3: you speak
2: to the telephone.
8: Okay. Um, I have developed tonight, tinnitus and I'm not, I've been seeing in, in some things I've read that it is actually a problem
1: in the brain. Okay. And how, I'd like ho, to know your hold thoughts on.
8: on it and how yeah. to- hold
1: on, Colleen. We're having a problem in the brain. Yeah. D- between the two of us. He and I didn't hear you. You have what? I have tinnitus or tinnitus. Yeah,
8: tinnitus.
2: tinnitus. Guess
8: what?
1: Yeah. What's
2: that? Guess what? I do, too. I have it yeah. bad. This is the reason, Connie, why I can't understand a lot of times women, because mm. they're high frequency. Is yours like a ringing at a high frequency?
8: Yeah. It's yeah.
4: It's Okay.
8: Yeah.
1: Stop doing
2: that. Okay. That's what it sounds like for us. Yeah. I sympathize. Now, mine started at age 18. I woke up one day yeah. uh, my freshman year of college, and it hasn't stopped since. Yeah, my oh, sisters have it too. They had it so bad they had to have cochlear implants to hear. Now, let me ask you a question: Do you have to see people's lips in order to hear them? No. Okay, I have to read lips and hear the sound, and then I can understand oh, what people my. are saying. Yeah, yeah. So, what what have what have your doctors said about your tinnitus or tinnitus?
8: I haven't gone to anyone about it yet. Okay. Um,
2: there are certain types of tinnitus that can be helped um, by hearing aids. They actually give you um, a negative signal Yeah, that that wipes it out, and sometimes it works in people. But what they think tinnitus or tinnitus is from is damaged cells in the outer ear. So the way that hearing works is that it hits your eardrum, Mm -hmm. it moves the thing called the stapes, which is Mm -hmm. a bone connected to another thing, and then it moves liquid in the inner ear, and then certain hair cells, that look like little tiny hairs, according to the frequency, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: are moved. And it signals the brain that you're supposed to hear something at that frequency. Now, your brain will tell you you're hearing something unless the hair cells inhibit it. Mm -hmm. Okay, does that make sense? So when the hair cells move, it allows the sound to come out in your brain. Yeah. So when you have dead hair cells, they're not inhibiting that sound. Oh, so man. your brain hears it all the time. Now, if I sit and I just think for a second, I can hear it. But I have had it so long that it just—I, you know—I ignore it. Can you ignore yours, or does it drive you insane? At times, at times,
8: at times, I'm not aware of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. But if I stop to listen for it, I can hear it. Yeah.
2: And does yours vary in pitch? Like if I move my head real quick, it goes up in pitch and down in pitch. Mm-hmm. So does that happen to you? Move your head real quick for us.
8: Mine almost sounds like like there's an oscillate. I'm going to use the word oscillate. That might not be right, but it seems to sync with my heartbeat. You know. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah,
2: that could happen too because your head's moving, and and there's arteries around your ear that can slightly move mm-hmm. the uh-huh. inner ear and make it do that. Now, they, they, if you take a lot of aspirin, so I know patients who take 10 aspirins at one time or 10 goodie no powders, my you know what they say? Dr. Mm. We thought I took so many goodie powders, my ears started to ring. And I, luckily, yeah. that goes away. But uh, I had these really fancy hearing aids that I paid about 8000 bucks for, and they, they did a frequency shift, okay? So it took the high frequencies and made them lower. So I walked, and they worked for a while, and then it just, they didn't, they stopped working. And so the first time I wore them, I went outside, Mm -hmm. and I heard this,
1: cheep, cheep,
3: cheep, cheep. And I
2: said to myself, ah, $8,000, and they're malfunctioning. And then I said, Mm -hmm. then a guy said, look at that bird. And it was a bird cheeping. I have not heard crickets. (laughs) I have not heard birds chirping for, I don't know, 60 years, 50 years. No, not quite, 40 years. So, tinnitus is a terrible problem, and there are some people who can't stop listening to it. I mean, they can't cut it out of their mind, and it's a psychiatric problem.
1: But we need to reassure, Colleen, that there is a medical, organic reason. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not—I don't think anybody anymore thinks that people who complain of ringing in their ears are are psychological problems. It's— and the, there's a tinnitus foundation, okay, you can Google it, and yeah. it helps. Uh, there's psychotherapy for tinnitus to try to get, there's hypnotism
3: mm-hmm.
2: for tinnitus to try to get your mind off of it, um, but there is no cure, none. Oh, man. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I sympathize. I have it. And uh, it is just, well, you know, I've learned how to live with it, you know? Well, it's hard.
8: All right. I have a a very loud blender, and I was wearing a certain kind of earplug in my ear mm-hmm. when I was using it. Yeah. Um. And one day I was having trouble getting it in there, and I feel like I pushed it too far. It kind of hurt. Oh no. And it, every once in a while, I I have some pain in the ear. Um. Uh, I saw my GP this past week, and you know he basically I, I don't think I mentioned the tinnitus him. So I didn't think about it, but. Um, anyway, I've got a, an appointment scheduled with, well, I, I had one. I missed the appointment. I've got an appointment that I'm, go, I'm going to have with the ENT, but yeah. from some things I read, it sounded like it actually was an issue in the brain where the, the signals, the neurons, I don't know how to describe it, are, you know, that are sending their message from one place to another that something has happened and the signal's not going through, so, the his, the sound is being made by these nerves that can't communicate
3: anymore. Yeah, and
2: that's basically what. Yeah, that's basically what I said. Um, so you have a brain in the hearing area of your brain that creates the sensation of sound in your mind, mm-hmm. and the nerve cells in the ear, when they're damaged, can no longer modulate that sound, so the sound stays on all the time. Mm. Okay,
3: uh.
2: and. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And I've gotten so bad, you know, I can't hear fire alarms.
3: Beep, 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 beep. Really?
2: Oh, yeah. I had smoked out my kitchen making, uh, I was blowtorching a steak, and I was making a video of it, and all of a sudden smoke went everywhere, and I'd videoed it, and my my daughter calls me and says, Dad, I know you can't hear it, but your fire alarm's on. (laughs) And so... (laughs) I mean, there are a lot of things that I can't do because of my tinnitus, and and that's one of them. I can't hear a fire alarm. Oh, so I was I was making this blowtorch yeah blowtorch steak for a friend of mine, and the dogs started barking, and I thought they were just hungry. <laughs> I had set off their fire alarm.
1: You had been Facebook living. I mean, no, you... no,
2: no. I took a video of it. Oh, you took a yeah, video. Yeah, this is okay. how this is how your dad and granddaddy <laughs> makes steaks, and so I sent him the video and. They, she called me and said, Dad, I know you can't hear it, but your fire alarm's on. You set off your fire alarm. Very cool. Fire alarm. Colleen, hope I hope you get some help. She's got get an a, appointment with the EMT. Yeah, so. but make sure they give you a hearing test, E-N-T. okay? Get a hearing okay. test and find out Thank just you. how much you're missing in the high frequencies. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you, okay. Colleen. Have Thank a you. great
2: day. God bless you.
1: Good luck to you. you. Too. We're going to talk about lack of sleep and AFib <sighs> in just a moment and a flu shot, and a heart attack, and also your phone calls, 919-860-9783, Heart Health Radio.
0: Now back to Heart Health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-860-9783.
1: Okay, special programming announcement, Heart Health Radio next week will be a primetime show, and I say next week, although we're, you know, we're nearly into next week already. It's going to be the uh, the next Friday next Friday and,
2: and here when you told me I thought we were being promoted to prime time you know well, and that we were kicking Brian Kilmeade off the air for our show and it turns out the real truth is it's the football we're getting game. kicked out by North Carolina right UNC North Carolina they need right. our they need our slot but I'm getting kind of excited
1: I've never done the show at night
3: yeah
2: I've
1: always done it during the day. They've never let me come to the radio station during the week. Oh, really? That's going to be a big thing for me. All right, so what we're going to have
2: it, at 7 o'clock, I'm going to be hungry. <laughs> so I'm going to call DoorDash, <laughs> and they're going to deliver us pizza during the show. That's a great idea. If you hear chomping, that's me eating pizza.
1: The uh, The schedule is as follows. Weird things going to happen here. <laughs> Next Friday night at 6 o'clock, we'll have Making Your Home Great, which is the show that usually comes on after this show.
2: Oh, because he's getting kicked out by Because
1: football. they're doing the same thing, right. Right. So we have to do both shows on a Friday night, but they'll be in reverse order. Okay. We're going to have Making Your Home Great, uh, 6 to 7, then 7 to, to 9. Sounds good be to on. me. It's going to be a good Absolutely. Very good. Friday night lights. I'm going to bring my blender. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's uh-uh. all I'm going to say. I'm going to bring my blender. Tommy and Carrie, I can't figure out what button to push to put you on the radio, but welcome to the show. How you doing, Tom? All right. Hold on just a moment. No, I literally, literally can't figure out. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Tom. Welcome. Hi.
5: Hey, how are you today?
1: good Good. what's up
9: um was just uh driving to the store and a hard hard conversation in regards to tinnitus and yeah certainly certainly something i suffer from but uh recently i was at an event and uh, probably made my tinnitus worse worse but uh Uh i got sick at the same time okay so the does does the congestion that comes from being ill does that add to it as well
1: he got congestion and yeah. he thinks that it ear. might have made the yeah. tinnitus okay. that, worse. That's true because it increased
2: the pressure in your inner ear. Yeah. So again, it's very the ear is is, is really amazing mm-hmm. because you got the the go uh, do I'll go over it again. You got the the drum. Yeah. Okay. And then it moves uh two, three tiny pieces of bone. Right. And then they move the liquid they li- move the liquid inside your inner ear, then that liquid moves the hair cells. Mm-hmm. So think about it. If you've got a lot of pressure inside the inner ear, it's going to put more pressure on the the um, little hair cells, and yep. it'll increase the amount of tinnitus. And I'm, listen, when I get a stuffy nose, this is why I'm so fixated on keeping my allergies under control. Mm-hmm because when they're uh, out of control and my head is literally stuffed up and the mm. pressure's inside, then I can't stop hearing my tinnitus. It's just amazing. Now, so Tom- I use nasal sale sal and sinus rinsing. I rinse out my sinuses. I use astoline, I use Flonase. I take an antihistamine when I go to bed. And, and it does the job most of the time.
1: Now, and Tom it- clearly went to a rock concert. And aggravated his tinnitus and aggravated his ears. And that's one of the major causes
2: is the flower children and the, um, what is that called, Uh, the rock people, the punks, you know, they ruin their hearing. And tinnitus, the number one cause of tinnitus, I should have said this earlier, is loud music. That's what they always ask me. Did you listen to loud music when you were a kid? No, I did not. And neither did my sisters. I don't think God ever intended for Chinese people to marry Norwegians because every single one of us has tinnitus, okay? And my two sisters had <laughs> cochlear implants because they got really deaf. And the funny thing is my sister is a radical left-wing, yeah. you know, communist type, Bernie Sanders fan. Yeah, And so she was on TV with Rush Limbaugh. Because Rush and my sister got their cochlear implants from the same doctor. And so he wanted, you know, Rush got him. It was very famous, so sure. there was Rush. And my sister was a, quote- unquote, "normal human being, not a movie, not a radio star. And I just saw Rush and my sister on TV, NBC at the same time, and wow. just about had a heart attack, because I thought she was going to reach over and push <laughs> a punch, rush in the face. But anyway, wow. anyway. Tom, good
1: luck with yours.
2: Yeah, it's terrible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, take
1: care. Scott in Raleigh, welcome to the program. You're on the radio. Hi.
10: Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Good. I hope you're you're well. well. You
1: touched on two subjects that I I
10: have strong interest in. Sure. Yes. One, One was the ears. Now, the situation in my case, when I went in for a hearing test and stuff, I can hear all the tones. And then when I play in a concert band, I can hear all the instruments. When I listen to music, I can hear all the different parts. But what I find is that when people speak, a lot of times the words are somewhat unintelligible for right. me. In other words, if they were to pronounce and enunciate their consonants better, you know, like I have to in the choir, I can understand the words a lot better. But if they don't, Mm-hmm. For me, it tends to smear, and so okay. I, I. And this has progressively gotten worse as I've gotten older. I'm uh, in my upper fifties right now, but I can still hear all the little tones, all the instruments, all the uh, uh, other people's parts. Because in the concert band, we're not that loud, like you know, people are in an amplified rock mm-hmm. band or something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening across the room for, you know, the other instruments and the other parts, so I can keep my part, in the the shape and stuff. But it's just weird because I have to ask people to repeat themselves, and they think I have, uh, you know, a problem with hearing. Yeah. And yet, it, it I can hear all the noises, I can hear all the tones, but I you think can't put it
2: together. Yeah. Let me ask you a question: When people wear masks, is it worse for you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The reason why is you haven't learned how to read lips well enough yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let, no, seriously, um, I can carry on conversations with my sisters okay, without speaking. We just mm-hmm. look at each other's lips. And and uh, there, one of the things that's happened with the masks is people did not realize they had a hearing problem. So when the masks went on, people thought, you know, I can't hear, and they thought it was because the mask was, you know, capturing the noise. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, is, it is subtle. Um, people begin to rely on lip reading and the sounds. And it sounds like what's going on in your brain is the connection of high and low or middle frequencies. There is a interplay where voices, especially um, uh, hearing someone communicate to you, requires a processing of the high, middle, and low at the same time. So that may be a problem with your processing. But what I would generally do is make sure that you're looking at someone's face when they're talking to you. Because I, I, well, I, I'll okay. bet you, I'll bet you, you'll find yourself unconsciously reading their lips and putting the sounds together and being able to understand better. So it's, my, my daughter, when she was about three, I would sit far away from my wife and my glasses are off because I'm nearsighted. So I mm-hmm. read without my glasses and the wife would be saying something, usually yelling at me because I didn't do something when she wouldn't, you know. And I put my glasses on and say, could you say that again? Yeah. And then I'd understand what she's saying. And my daughter goes, you are the weirdest human being, Dad. You have to put your glasses on to hear. Okay. And so reading lips is a big part of it. And that's why I really can't communicate with people when they're wearing masks. I just can't. Mm-hmm. No.
10: Well, th- this was occurring for me even before yeah. know, COVID was hitting and everything. Yeah. But it's yeah. just progressively gotten worse over the years well I start mean, like 20, yeah six, seven years
2: Yeah, start looking directly at people's faces and focus on their lips as you know people yeah. people get mad at me because i don't have a lot of eye contact
3: right when
2: i'm talking to somebody and they think that i'm you know look you know not paying attention paying right. attention to your lips and start doing it you'll learn how to lip read
1: get yourself some uh, pretend hearing aids people see the hearing aid and they'll speak up actually that's no that's the way it works people people don't
0: welcome to Heart Health with board certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist Dr. Franklin Weevold call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783
1: This is Heart Health Radio we're picking up again with Scott in Raleigh. Thank you very much for hanging on, Scott. You had a second question. What is it?
10: Yes, sir. You guys were going to touch on a new subject about uh, lack of sleep and sleep problems. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been in for uh, a sleep study twice, and both times they were so concerned about studying for apnea and wanting to prescribe me a CPAP right. that they are not adjusting, they're not measuring or trying to study why I'm having a problem sleeping. And I need to find somebody okay. who can actually diagnose what it is. Because, like, for instance, my brain is always going, Right. Or uh, my skin is so sensitive to the sheets that I toss mm-hmm. and turn. Or, you know, there's a myriad of things that just keep right. me up at night. So
2: you do not have sleep the apnea. The
10: apnea is such a, a low priority to
2: Right. It. You did not have sleep apnea. Is that correct?
10: I do have sleep apnea, but uh, according to my wife, it has corrected itself as I've lost a lot of weight.
2: Perfect. Okay. So that's not an issue anymore. Sleep is so weird. Mm -hmm. Some people can hit the pillow and boom, they're gone. Now, let me ask you a question. How long in your life has this been going on that you just toss and turn, you can't shut your mind down, the sheets bother you, et cetera, et cetera? How long has this been going on?
10: About 25 years now. So
2: you were a now, kid and you slept well.
10: When I was younger and in college, I could sleep on a dime anywhere. I could sleep yeah. on a bench. I could sleep in a chair. I slept through thunderstorms. I, yeah. You know, even a hurricane yeah. shaking a house.
2: Can you localize in time, like, the day that it stopped working your sleep stuff? Can you say when it happened? Can you time any events in your life around that?
10: Well... I've always been. Uh, how can I explain this?
2: Yeah, just when try.
10: I was in my 20s and 30s, uh-huh.
2: um,
10: obviously, uh, I was e- more easily tolerating a lot of things, you know, like uh-huh. pain and discomfort and stresses, because I work a very high stress job that was, uh, at that time, 18 hours a day. I'm
2: what like, were you doing?
10: Uh, I'm in uh, software engineering.
2: Oh, uh, boy. Yeah.
10: Um, I also. Was on call. I was diagnosing people's systems. Right.
2: You know. So what insane. happened was, there was a long period in your life <clears throat> where your normal cycle got just messed up. Is that correct?
10: Yes.
2: Okay. So what has to happen now is um, a lot of things. Your mind has been totally and completely rewired because of this prolonged period you weren't going into your regular system now have you taken a long vacation and oh, i'm yeah. talking two to three I've weeks tried
10: that and, and um done you know all the meditation type learning and the uh, yeah. stressors and, uh-huh. and and there's a number of things over the years that i've in fact we really talked about music i play a horn that's relaxing uh you know various things like that
2: okay but do, do you exercise
10: Oh uh, no!
2: Okay. All right. <laughs> These are all the things.
10: And uh, you know.
2: Have you tried taking a warm bath or a hot shower before you go to bed?
10: Actually, that has been helping because I've also re- yeah. I have complications of I've onset diabetes. You know, I've right. got um, various other things that have been happening to my body, and part of that is lacking temperature regulation. I used right. to always be very very warm, and now I got to take a warm shower at night just so i can lay down
2: yeah and then um have you ever tried any sleep supplements have you tried melatonin have you tried benadryl yeah. anything melatonin like that Melatonin
10: does nothing for me my wife loves it
2: she yeah how much you take And
10: then when she can't sleep
2: how much she take
10: it, for me it does nothing
2: what milligrams did you take i'm sorry i'm interrupting you
10: uh it was whatever the little over-the-counter supplement box right. that you could okay. buy. <clears throat> okay,
2: <clears throat> And then did you try Benadryl? That's the common thing, antihistamine.
10: And that doesn't do anything for me either.
2: Okay. <laughs> and Do you have pain or tingling? Is that what you were saying also when you try to sleep?
10: I have a, a myriad of things that have happened, and I believe a lot of it's caused because I I didn't get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I've, you know, i got the complications of the type two diabetes with the, uh, neuropathy and the, the numbness in the feet and the tingling yeah. and that kind of thing.
2: And that that's worse.
10: not necessarily, yeah, that makes it worse, but that's not necessarily seems to be the. Okay. Have you been, thing. have
2: you been, per, been prescribed gabapentin? No. Okay. So, um, gabapentin and I, again, I can't treat you. Okay. I can't. I can't diagnose you, but please talk to your doctor. If you have a neuropathy, uh, that could be one of the things that's preventing you from getting back into a good sleep cycle. Um, Because you know you have to be paralyzed for three periods of time um, in order to get good sleep. Uh, You also have to breathe through your nose. Exactly.
10: And when I get into what I call those numbness periods, or Mm -hmm. my whole body, you wake up. That's when I can get some decent sleep, but that occurs so rarely. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you need um, something to take care of your neuropathy, but also something to sort of initiate sleep. And so it may be that you're not taking enough melatonin. It may be that you haven't taken enough Benadryl. Um, There's something called um, Advil PM, which can help relieve some of this pain through the Advil, but also gives you some Benadryl. Um, And then, I mean, gabapentin makes you drowsy, and it also can really help eliminate or at least reduce a lot of the feelings from the neuropathy. Now, I am not telling you to go out and try these things because I can't diagnose and prescribe to you over the phone. But these are things that you can think about. I think you're right on the spot and taking a warm shower. You might even take a 20-minute warm bath. The other thing is, believe it or not, I can tell you this, warm milk, (laughs) it actually works. There's Mm. something called tryptophan. The other thing you want to do is find out the temperature in your room and on your bed that makes you feel well. The other thing is you've got to make sure the mattress is not too hard and not too soft for your own particular person. If you can afford it, let me tell you what you need to get is one of those uh, sleep number beds. Because they work really well in allowing you to regulate your temperature, and regulate the degree of softness and hardness, and you can just sort of fool around with the temperature with the temperature um, um, controller and the softness controller, and uh, they're very expensive. You're, you're
10: exactly touching on things that I have indeed experimented with over the years. Oh, great! And, uh, and uh, you know, and I, not I, to I the do have a sleep number bed. I do have. Um, Well, we have a new HVAC where I can regulate the temperature better even from a Uh phone bedside, that kind of thing.
2: Okay. What about sheets? Have you tried different types of sheets?
10: I've (coughs) tried different sheets. I've finally found a sheet that feels somewhat comfortable, Mm -hmm. but my skin is so sensitive ever since I was a little kid that anything that touches it at night bothers me. So Mm -hmm. sheetless is is better, and then without clothes is also better.
2: Yeah. Well, we talked about sleeping naked last week. I won't bring that up again. But I sleep with no clothes. I mean, I, I can't stand pajamas on my skin. But what I did was I bought these high thread count cotton sheets, okay? I'm mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. 700 or something like that. And they helped me. Um, and the other thing is my pillows. I mean, I have to have one layer of hard. I have <laughs> another layer of medium. And then the pillow against my head is really, really mushy and cushy. So it's listen you're doing all the right things to experiment around talk to your doctor about maybe a higher dose of Benadryl talk to your doctor about taking some ibuprofen with uh, Benadryl talk to your doctor about higher doses of melatonin and see if gabapentin might be something for you to try too
3: All
1: right thank you that Scott work. Yep no I got – Scott I'm sorry I got to I got to run cuz I've got Doug and Phil also waiting Doug, thank you very much. You have a great day. Yeah. And a great night. Hi, Doug. Hello, Dave, and hello, good doctor. Good. Speak right you up, You can Doug.
2: call me Frank or Franklin, whatever you want.
9: Okay. And uh, by the way, I'm in the same club with the doctor. I, uh, I'm i happy to tell you I adopted a little girl from China. Also. Awesome.
2: Good for you. What part of China was she from?
9: Uh, from Bengbu, uh small town right outside of a... Bigger city called Hefei.
2: Yeah, cool. How old is she now?
9: Uh, west of Shanghai, she's already graduated. Oh wow! Uh, from Elon, and that's great. Full time at an ad agency downtown Raleigh.
2: Did you did you send her to a Chinese school?
9: No, no. Uh, Let me tell
2: you, funny. Uh, he- I tried to send my daughter to a Chinese school mm-hmm. so that she could be in touch with that culture. Nope. And you know nope. what she said? Heck no, I'm American. And I oh, loved right. it. Yeah, I loved same,
9: it. Same thing. She has no interest. Yeah. And she doesn't really have much interest in seeing the cousins, as we call them, the other girls that were in our group. Yeah. Eleven. And uh, you know.
2: She doesn't want to go back either. She doesn't want. She doesn't want to go tour China. Uh, she yeah. has no interest. Same thing. They should be good friends. Yeah. What did you want to talk to us about medically?
9: Okay, okay. Um, I was visiting uh, one of my friendly casino hotels last weekend. Uh, Well, actually, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night. And I was wearing a mask uh, Mm -hmm. probably eight or ten hours minimum a day uh, for three days. After I left, I started feeling sick as a dog. And I'm wondering, doctor, could there be such a thing as oxygen, oxygen, deprivation if you're wearing those masks too long and could it do a number on your uh your system
2: yeah that's uh, been that's been looked at and that's been one of the reasons why there have been all these anti-maskers to tell you the truth um surgeons who go through 14-hour operations okay that happens Mm -hmm. have not been shown to have this now you were in a casino is that what you were saying
9: yeah, right, because okay. hotel.
2: And, and was the air to... blowing on you? I mean, I think there, there could have been a lot of reasons. Casinos, yeah. dirty air, um, they have a lot of the things. But I can tell you this. What I tell people is that um, my friends who are surgeons who do really complex operations, uh, wear masks for 10, 12 hours, they haven't seen that. That's not oh. to say that it didn't affect you. Um, One of the things that can happen when you're wearing a mask is you don't take as deep breaths. Um, You're re-inhaling your carbon dioxide. Yeah. There can be a lot of different things. But what I would recommend to you if you're going to go gamble and be in a casino is take some breaks and go outside and take the thing off. Uh, Did you win a lot of money? Did you win? Uh,
9: Degenerate gamblers always break even, doctor.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. Well, that's what I'd recommend. Take some breaks and take the mask off. Uh, yeah, go outside. That, don't that smoke. Yeah,
9: don't go. I just thought that it knocked down my immune system. I don't think like, so. Like I've never seen before, but maybe yeah. maybe just coincidence.
2: Yeah. Could be, or could be that you just need to take some breaks and breathe some fresh air. Got it. All right.
1: Be- thank you, uh, gentlemen. Doug, Bye. thank you very much. Phil in Raleigh, you are on Heart
5: Health Radio. Hi, Phil. Yes. Good afternoon, John. Hey, how are you? Uh, good, doctor. Um, I think it was three weeks or a month or so ago. You mentioned that you don't like to prescribe long-term uh, drugs. Well, let me let me back up a minute. I, I was diagnosed with GERD, and I've been on death yeah. a lot. Yeah, <laughs>
2: great drug. Great drug.
5: And it, well, the insurance company doesn't like to pay for it. So right. It's just
2: up. one of those things. It's going to go generic um, very soon, though. Very soon.
1: Zola. All right. Try it again, Phil. What's the name?
5: Prazola. Omeprazole?
2: Omeprazole?
5: Uh, there's an A on the end, but it's a 40 milligram. It's a, it's a prescription.
2: Oh, Pantoprazole. that Pantoprazole? No. Spell it again for me cuz my bro, you know I can't hear very well either.
5: O M E P R A Oh yeah.
2: A- yeah. That's Prilosec, it, it, Omeprazole. It's, it's
5: it's a it's a Prilosec.
2: Call. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that strong. that's the one that's been around the most. And But
5: you Yes, sir.
2: Yeah, so let me tell you about that. I think it's a great medicine. Um, I think it works very well for people. Um, It's been the most studied in terms of side effects, okay? So there are two things that they warn about omeprazole, is that if you take it for a long period of time, it seems to give you what we call, um, what do we call it? Uh, My brain. Forgetfulness? Yeah, forgetfulness, but also osteoporosis. So it can be associated if you take it for, say, a year, two years, three years, which is what's happening now, people yep. are taking it all the time, there may be a slight increase in, in osteoporosis. The other thing that it did... I'm sorry,
5: what, what is the term? What, osteopor- I'm sorry,
2: weak bones. It leaches the calcium out of your bones so you might get a, a hip fracture, okay? Right. Uh, the other thing it did was if you got a stent for a heart attack and you took the medicine called Plavix, if you took a meprazole, it could make the Plavix not work as well. There was a complex medical medicine-medicine interaction. Now, the thing that's interesting, they haven't really studied that for other types of these medications. By the way, it's called a proton pump inhibitor. It inhibits the production of acid in your stomach and reduces the amount of acid reflux. Now, there's other ones. There is Omeprazole was the first, now Pantoprazole, um, Dexalant, which I can't remember what it is. Uh, by the way, I just looked up the gener- uh, the cash price for Dexalant. It's $194. Man. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's yeah. very
2: expensive. It's going to go down because it's about to go generic. Um, there are several others whose names I won't mention. Now, I take um, something called Zegarid every day, which is an over-the-counter, used to be prescription, a mixture of pantoprazole and... Um, uh, God, my brain isn't working today. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's just like an antacid. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, baking soda. It's a mixture of baking soda and omeprazole. Now, I've taken mine for years, okay? I'm just going to tell you, I don't want it to stop it because when I stop it, I get heartburn. Mm-hmm. And there is something called a Barrett's esophagus, which you do not want to have. It's when there's so much acid on your esophagus, it starts to turn into stomach tissue, believe mm. it or not. And then 10 years after that, you can get uh, esophageal cancer. So you need to talk to your doctor about whether you want to take that all the time. Um, it, it's I, I do it. And there are a lot of things that I do that aren't recommended. Um, I take this medicine because if I don't, I get really bad heartburn. And I don't want to get a, a Barrett's esophagus or esophageal cancer. So when well, I say, die. yeah, when I say that, Perhaps you shouldn't take it for a long period of time. I'm not saying that you necessarily shouldn't. I'm saying that talk to your doctor about it and have them monitor you and see what's going on. The Dexalent, I can only tell you to hang in there. And hang in, see, and it's interesting. Omeprazole works for some, it doesn't work for others. uh, Dexlent works for some and doesn't work for others. Pantoprazole works for individuals and doesn't work for others. You got to find one that works um, and ask your doctor if it's safe for you to take it every day forever.
5: I'm not sure I really need it anyway.
2: Really? Would they yeah, start it? Tell I mean, me what happened. Why'd they start it?
5: Well, they did a, an upper scope and I had some irritation at the entrance of the stomach.
2: You had some, um, you had some irritation in there.
5: Yeah, okay. probably uh, alcohol uh, related.
3: Okay. Yeah, and
5: um, and so they put me on lot And uh, then then switched me over to this other this super.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, ask them if you really need to be on it. I mean, have you had it looked at again? Have they put the tube down no, and seen sir, if it's healed? No, sir. Yeah, no, sir. Um, Yeah, so if you're not having a lot of pain, you may not need it, and I would talk to your doctor uh, and see what he or she thinks.
5: Thank you for the advice.
2: All right, well, listen, I I sympathize, because I've been on this thing for 10 years,
5: Yeah,
2: and I ain't stopping it.
5: I ain't stopping it, you know? My wife did some research and said it kills off the good stuff in your gut. Yeah,
2: it's true, and it may also have long-term complication of B12 deficiency. So if you've been on it for years and your wife's been on it for years and kind of feels tired and weak and has tingling and stuff, it could be that it's interfering with your B12 absorption because your B12 absorption in your body, coming from vegetables and meat, it's an essential vitamin. The B12 requires an acidic environment to be absorbed. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many people are B12 deficient because we're all taking... Uh, <laughs> yeah. because we're all stressed out and we all got heartburn. So check the B twelve levels in uh, in your wife and and see what they are.
1: All right, thank you, Phil. Thank you for the advice.
2: Great questions today.
1: Incredible. Yeah, I guess the, good.
2: I think I've been teaching everybody out there. That's good. And yeah. and they're learning how to be doctors. Yes. Don't practice without a license. Though.
1: Don't practice without yeah. a license.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I have patients come in all the time and they tell me. Well, uh, I heard that this medicine is better. And I say, who said that? And they say, uh, you know, Billy Bob. And I say, well, well, who's Billy Bob? He's an EMT. Well, that's fine. Well, I can't (laughs) wait for somebody to say, I heard it on the radio, Heart Health Radio. Yeah, that's
3: right, that's right.
2: And so I'm not telling you what I'm saying is correct, okay? We have all these, you know, do not do this at home things. Yeah. Um, These are my opinions and my advice. But the number one opinion and number one advice you have is take these things that I say and run it by your physician. Yeah. Because your physician knows you the best. And they Don't,
1: have your chart. Right. They have your chart. Right. They know what you're on. Right. They know what you've had. Right. And right. a lot of times
2: they'll say, hey, that's a good idea. What? What? Uh, WeeFault. fee.
1: You weefy forgot say. your own name.
2: No, I was trying to say whether I could really say fee <laughs> or WeeFault. But, you know, that's the All way it is. All
1: right. This is Heart Health Radio. There's still time to sneak on. 919-860-9783 yeah. on the Heart Health Radio network. Well, you know
7: you make me wanna shout, kick my heels up and
1: down, throw my hands up. And down. This is Heart Health Radio. We are shouting out Holly Bowers of Roofworks. She's going Absolutely. to be on, Yeah, she's going to be on the on the show in just a little bit. Yeah. Brian Finch from Finch Quality Painting. Stephen Clippas no, Stephen Clip Architecture, that's this week well, uh, making you your home I mean,
2: great. How important is a roof to your health, right? Oh, if your yes. roof leaks, what happens, Holly? Where does the water go? Inside. Inside. And, and what happens when water seeps into your, into your walls over time? Yeah. The M word, right? You get mold. Mold. And I think that's one of the major reasons why people are um, – sick in their houses your house makes you sick yeah and i think that if you don't have a roof that is uh um, under control and doing well and it's leaking into your house you're gonna get sick okay you know well
1: i mean just it. if the roof's not working then yeah. you get water on your head you get you absolutely get, you know you, sick. You, you want to talk about uh, heart attacks yeah and, now and if
2: you have a heart attack they used to tell you and they still tell you get there as soon as you can yeah. Right? And they had something called a six-hour window. So you start getting chest discomfort, you get short of breath, and you wait. And you think it's heartburn. and It'll go away. And then you get there, and the EKG shows this thing called an ST elevation. That's the worst kind of heart attack, a yeah. STEMI. And they say, oh, six hours, too late. Because we used to think if you opened up the artery too late, you'd bring the blood into dead tissue, and you might mess it up. Well, no. 48 hours. They've shown, even if you've had your artery opened from 12 to 48 hours, it still helps. So um, I would definitely make sure that your doctor knows this whole thing, because if you go in with a heart attack and they tell you it's too late, the study was called FAST MI, F-A-S-T-M-I. That means how fast you have to open up the heart when you're having a heart attack, and we know now you still get a benefit. 12 to 48 hours after the onset of symptoms they used to say only six hours
1: they used to not stent you just because you arrived late
2: right it's just like saying you know you're late you're late for school you know you can't you can't play in the
1: you can't play in the baseball game i don't know about you guys but if i had a heart attack and they took me to the hospital but the last phrase i want to hear is i'm sorry mr alexander you're too late it's too late it's too late now Strokes,
2: definitely, because they give these blood clot thinners. I mean, these blood busts. Yeah. Clot busters.
1: Clot busters.
2: And sometimes you can bleed in the brain if you give it too late. So that's a different issue. Now, the other thing that's really cool hmm. is they finally did a, a, a study of you have a heart attack, you yep. get fixed, yep. and you need your flu shot. Hmm. So the question was always, do you get your flu shot then or do you wait? Well, now they yeah. know. Mm. If you get your flu shot... And that's the influenza vaccine. Yes. After you've had your heart attack in the hospital, not only do you not have a higher, uh, a good chance of getting the flu, but you have a lower chance of having another heart attack.
0: Isn't Why? that interesting?
2: Why? Because when you're immunized against influenza and you don't get influenza, the influenza and other infections raise inflammation, right? Because yeah. your body's fighting off the bad things. If you don't have inflammation, you won't have another heart attack.
1: All right, we're back Friday night with Making Your Home Great and also with Heart Health Radio. And Holly.
0: And Holly. Heart Health Radio is for information purposes only. Before taking any action, consult your doctor.